This is the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best tips and strategies in the world to help you become a smarter, more effective tennis player. You'll hear interviews with pro tour doubles players and coaches, including easy to use lessons to improve your game and win more matches. My name is Will Bocek, founder of the Tennis Tribe, doubles strategy coach, and host of the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's show. What we're going to talk about today is return strategy for doubles. This is part three in our four-part series on double strategy. If you missed part one and two, uh, I do recommend that you go back and listen to those before we dive in here. Uh, If you are just interested in the return strategy, that's okay. You'll still get a lot out of it, but uh, those first two episodes really kind of lay the foundation for a lot that we're going to talk about here today as well. Uh, If you missed it, part one was on foundations and fundamentals of double strategy, including some information on the mental side of the game. Part two was about serve strategy, what you can do to hold serve more often and kind of get the opponent on their heels. Today's all about returns. And then in part four of this series, we're going to talk about net play strategy. So Today we're going to cover the jobs of the returner and the returner's partner, a few general rules that I like to use and that I like to advise people on uh, when they are on the doubles court returning, and then how to return against different teams. So we know uh, that a lot of serving teams might serve and stay back, they might serve and volley, some players might poach a lot, some players use eye formation, things like that. So how do we think about returning against these different teams. And then after that, I'll talk about the deuce court and then the ad court specifically. Uh, So to start out, uh, before I even dive into the strategy, I wanted to talk a little bit about practice. So when we are on the court practicing for doubles, we should always be practicing our returns. Uh, This is something that's growing in popularity, but it's not Uh, It's not there yet. It's not where it should be. Uh, I first learned this from Craig O'Shaughnessy over at Brain Game Tennis. And what he uh, says in a lot of his his talks that he does at conferences and things like that is the number one rally length or the most common rally length in tennis is a rally length of one. So the most common type of point is a serve that goes in and then a missed return. It's, it's the thing that happens in tennis more than anything else. So when I first heard that, I the, the next time I went out to practice, I practiced my returns. And pretty much every practice I've had since then, and I don't get a lot of practice in, honestly. I, I mostly uh, do match play. But when I do practice, I practice serves and returns every single time I'm out there. So I just wanted to highlight that. Uh, it's really, really important to be practicing your returns when you go out for a hit. Um, I know a lot of people just like to go out and try to hit these, um, get into the, these grooves and hit a lot of balls and you know hit a lot of long rallies and ground strokes. But uh, hitting ground strokes is not the same thing as hitting a return. So you really need to be practicing your returns. So, um, so next, let's talk about uh, some strategies. So what are the jobs of the returner and the returner's partner? So the returner really has two jobs. Uh, their first job is simply to make returns, don't miss. Um, it's 
really important. If you're able to consistently make returns, you're going to get breaks in, in almost every single match that you play. Um, so job one is to get the ball back in the court. Um, the second job is to find a way to get the point back to neutral. So we talked a little bit last time in the episode on serve strategy, how the serving team starts the point before the ball's even hit. They start the point with the advantage because the server's partner has the first chance to hit a volley, which is a, a very advantageous position. So as the return team, we start the point with maybe a 40% chance of winning the point. We're at a disadvantage. So the returner has to find a way to get the point back to 50-50 or get it, you know, flip the 60-40 the and get it into their favor. Um, so a lot of times, you know, if you're returning a first serve, you might have to be a little more defensive. And if they hit a really good first serve, you have to just find a way to get it in. But if you can step in and hit a good return, uh, we want to be placing it in the right locations that uh, such that we get the point back to neutral or in our favor. So those are the jobs for the returner. For the returner's partner, they have a little bit more difficult task. Now, this is the most difficult position to be in on the court. Uh, it's actually my favorite position to be in on the court because uh, there's so much going on and there's so much to read. And I, I really see a lot of people struggle with it, but um, I really enjoy it. And I'll give you some of my uh, advice here on this. So what they need to be doing is they need to read the point, read the players on the court, read the ball, and then ch make a ch uh, choice. They have to make a decision to either attack or to defend. Now, the way they do that is based on how good was the serve, First of all, how good is the return that my partner just hit? And then what are the other players on the court doing? So if you see that the serve was a really good serve up the tee to your partner's backhand and you feel like your partner is going to have to float one up and you see the opposing net player crossing for a high forehand volley, in that case, it's pretty obvious you're going to have to defend. But it gets it can get a little more nuanced if you know it's a decent serve and you hear your partner, you know, you hear the ball come off the strings for your partner and it's a solid return, but that net player is moving. So there can be some gray area here, but you have to really focus on the the serve, the return, and then the opposing uh, the opposing net player and the opposing uh, server to to get a good read on the point and decide. Am I going to move forward and attack here, or am I going to uh, be defending? Now, if it's a second serve, you can, in general, move forward a little bit more, and uh, you'll be able to attack, uh, assuming that, that your partner is a pretty solid returner. So those are the jobs of the returner and the returner's partner. Next, let's dive into a few general rules that I like to uh, follow myself on the doubles court. So the first rule is where to return. So the most basic place to return that is really a good place to start for most doubles players is to return over the middle net strap. Now you can go, you know, within two, three feet, either direction of that middle net strap, but uh, that's, the, that's the best place to return in doubles. And there's a few reasons for that. One, it is uh, 
the lowest part of the net, so it's the least likely for you to, to miss in the net. Uh, the second reason is it's cross court, so you are also less likely to miss long because you have more court to hit into. And then the third reason is uh, because it's high percentage, you're just making the other team play. You know, you, you might hit a good return over that middle net strap, and the opposing net player poaches and hits a good volley, and that's okay. You, you just have to live with that and know over time that if you continue to return consistently solid over that middle net strap area, eventually they're going to miss some volleys and you're going to have some break points and you're going to get uh, the break that, that you're looking for. So in general, I like to tell people to return over the middle net strap. Uh, try to keep it low, especially if the opposing net player is pretty aggressive or if the opposing server likes to serve and volley. That way you can kind of get it down low to their feet and make it a, a more difficult volley. If the opposing net player uh, doesn't poach a lot, then you can focus on depth. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more here shortly when we talk about returning against different teams. Uh, another thing that you can do is you can step forward to take time away from the opponent. So a lot of players do this, and, and it's it's really effective uh, if you can, uh, if you're capable of doing this. But um, what you can do is step, you know, three, four feet inside the baseline, and that takes time away from the opposing net player uh, as well as the server to be able to react to your return. It's a little bit more difficult to time, so it's a skill that you definitely have to practice. Um, I don't do it a lot because I like to personally have a little bit more time. But I play against people who do it, and, and they give me a really difficult time when I'm the server or the server's partner. So uh, that's a good strategy that you can use as well. Another thing to keep in mind is, I mentioned this earlier, but remember that as the return team, we're on defense. So we're supposed to lose the point, and a lot of times we can play the perfect point and still lose, and that's okay, and we have to live with that. Again, we, we just have to understand that if we are making solid cross-court returns on a consistent basis, eventually we're going to get a game where we get a look at three or four second serves, and maybe they miss, uh, the, the server's partner misses one or two volleys, and we're going to get our break opportunity. So we have to view every point that we hit a solid return as a win, regardless of the outcome. If you didn't listen to uh, the first part of this series on the mental game, uh, I'd, I'd recommend going back and listening to that. I talk a lot about outcomes versus process, and uh, this is one of the areas where we really want to focus on process and kind of remove our um, our uh, dependence on, on the outcome here. Um, we really want to focus on just hitting solid cross-court returns and uh, know that we're going to lose some points because we're on defense and we're not supposed to uh, break serve most of the time. So next we'll talk about where to stand. So uh, I talked about how the returner can move forward and can uh, step in and take time away from the server and the server's partner. Uh, typically where I like to stand is a few feet behind the baseline and then kind of as the server starts their toss and starts their motion, I'll start to move forward um, on the return and then make contact maybe at or just inside the baseline. Uh, you know, th this is all going to depend on the pace of the serve coming at me. 
If it's a slower serve, definitely move forward more. If it's a faster serve, it's okay to move back and buy yourself a little more time. Uh, but somewhere at or just behind the baseline uh, is a good place to start if you're not sure where to stand. As the returner's partner, uh, you can stand on or a little bit behind the service line. Uh, what I've started to do over the last year or two that's helped me um, helped me defend a little bit better is, is take three or four steps back from the service line. Um, the reason I do that is if the server's partner poaches and hits a volley, it buys me a little bit more time to defend, and I'm able to to keep the ball in play a little bit easier if they uh, if they do hit at my feet. Uh, and then if I have to attack. From that position, I'm still quick enough to be able to get to the net and uh, put a ball away if my partner hits a really good return and, and the serving team floats something up. Um, depending on your, your quickness and your mobility and things like that, um, you may not stand as far back, but uh, somewhere around that service line uh, is a really good place to, uh, to stand. And that also allows you to call the serve uh, if the serve misses long. Uh, for your partner because it's a little bit more difficult call for them. So that's where uh, that's where I recommend standing. You can also play two back. Um, if the opposing net player is poaching a lot and, and really hitting it at your feet a bunch or um, uh, you're, you're just not as comfortable with the net, you can play two back. That's not a, a bad strategy and it's becoming more popular. Uh, however, if you are a pretty good volleyer and if your partner especially on second serves. If your partner um, has a pretty good return, I'd recommend getting up there to the net to, to look for a ball to put away after the return. So next we'll talk about returning against different teams. So for most teams, they're going to be serving and then staying back. So uh, at the club level, you know, 3-0 to, to 5-0, most servers do not serve in volley nowadays, especially um, especially at that level. So most servers are going to play with a conventional formation and they're going to serve and they're going to stay back. So how do we return against a team like this? The best approach is to hit solid cross-court returns with depth. So we want to focus on hitting uh, deep to the corner of the court and try to push the server back, get them on their heels on that first shot after the serve. Depending on how aggressive the server's partner is at the net, um, we're able to you know, change the height that we hit with. So you can hit it really high over the net if they're not a super aggressive net player. Uh, but if they are, then, um, then you may have to keep it low and, and just focus on getting it cross court past that net player. Um, but in general, depth is good there. And you can also return in volley if you feel the ball come off your racket and you know it's going to be a really good deep return and you're going to get the server on their heels. That's a great opportunity to come in behind the return and look for a, a weak ball that you can uh, volley or, or put away there. Uh, against a serving volley player, what we should be looking to do is to keep the ball low over the net and again, focus on hitting over that middle net strap. Uh, the, the best place to hit it is down at their feet and make them lift the ball up. And even more important than that is to try to get them to hit a backhand volley if you can. I'll talk about the deuce and add court here in a second, uh, 
Um, it's a little bit easier to do on, on one side than the other, but uh, if you can get them to hit a backhand volley for a serve and volley player um, or even the net player, uh, that's ideal. Most What you'll find if you start uh, kind of noticing where the volley errors take place, most players at the club level are going to have a lot more errors on their backhand volley side. Um, almost everyone just has a weaker backhand volley. So really focusing on uh, hitting a, a low kind of dipping return down at the server's feet um, at their backhand volley is an ideal uh, ideal return against a servant volley player. Another option you have there is to lob over the net player. So if the server is going to serve and volley, uh, all their momentum is coming forward. And if you can hit a good lob return over the, uh, the net player, then that's going to put them in a really difficult position. So that's another uh, good strategy to throw in uh, if you have that, um, that in your skill set. Next is a team that poaches a lot. So if you come up against a player who is really active at the net, um, this is how I like to be at the net, uh, and they're picking off a lot of balls, they're closing off that middle net strap area, and you're just not sure what to do. So one thing I mentioned earlier is, is playing two back. So that can help a lot because it, the returner's partner will have more time to react to any volleys that they hit. Um, but another thing you can do as the returner, again, is to step forward and take time away from that net player. If you're taking the return really early, then they don't have time to read your return and they don't have time to, to cross and to hit uh, to, to hit a volley or, or to poach off of your return. A another option there is just to lob down the line. Um, it doesn't even have to be that good of a lob if they're poaching a bunch because all their momentum is going to be going towards that center net strap and the ball is going to be going the other direction. Uh, so those are some of the best options. Again, but, but if they're poaching a lot, I would make them beat you on that poach a few times before you change your just solid cross-court low over that center net strap return. Um, let them poach and see if they can actually make the volley before you try to avoid the net player at all cost, uh, which a lot of players do. So last, we'll talk about returning against the I formation, or a, a lot of players will use the Australian formation. So there's two areas I like to hit with the against the I formation. Um, when I'm playing on the ad side, I like to actually go a little bit left of the center net strap, and that kind of goes in between the uh, the two players, and it'll typically go to the server's backhand ground stroke uh, if they're a right-handed player. So returning against eye formation, uh, solid over the center net strap is a good strategy. Uh, if that net player is super active, if they have really good volleys, uh, just returning down the line is, is totally... Um, a fair strategy. Uh, I, I think that a lot of servers um, are going to have trouble serving and volleying from that position. So you're going to be making them hit a ground stroke from deep in the court. And anytime we can get the serving team to hit a ground stroke as their uh, the third shot of the rally, uh, that's that's got to be a win for the return team. Um, that that's really getting that point. Uh, back to neutral or at least close to it. Um, again, from the ad court, hitting a little bit left of the center net strap, 
Uh, to counter that from the deuce court, uh, you can go a little bit right of the center net strap or you can go at the center net strap. Um, if they have that backhand volley in the middle, you can kind of bait the server's partner into uh, stabbing at a backhand volley as well. Um, so those are the different teams that uh, that I face. Uh, if you have another team that you're struggling to return against, uh, definitely let us know. Um, leave uh, a comment or uh, go to thetennistribe.com and reach out. Uh, but next, I want to talk about uh, returning from the deuce court and add court specifically. Um, so focus on, on your side and, and kind of see if you can visualize the court with me as I talk through this. So returning from the deuce court is actually a little bit more difficult than the add court. The reason for that is that the the server has a forehand ground stroke and then the server's partner has a forehand volley in the middle. So an ideal return for us is going to be over that center net strap like we've talked about, but the, the issue you run into on the deuce side is that server's partner has a lot more reach with that forehand volley and it's simply a better volley for most people. So how do we counter that a little bit? Uh, the, the best place to return is to the server's backhand. Uh, but again, it's tough with the server's partner having that forehand volley. So if you can get it past the net player uh, to the server's backhand deep in the middle of the court, that's ideal. If the net player is pretty aggressive, then just focus on solid cross-court returns for the most part. Um, as long as we can get that server to hit the third ball, uh, of the rally, then, then that's got to be uh, a win for us as the return team. When you're going down the line on the deuce side, uh, one thing I like to tell people to focus on on this side is really to play with a little bit higher margin. So instead of going for the all-out winner, uh, you know, trying to, to hit kind of a screamer down the line uh, into the doubles alley, uh, go for the singles line and and play with a little bit higher margin. Hit it a little bit higher over the net. Uh, play with a little bit more spin, uh, and and have them hit a volley because for the right-handed player, this is a backhand volley out in the doubles alley. And what you'll find is you'll force a lot of errors. You'll hit less winners, which is okay, but you'll make a lot less errors off of your return. Uh, and then sometimes if they do make the backhand volley, uh, they'll float it up so that you'll have an even shorter forehand that you can hit a winner off of. So from this side, anytime you're going down the line, definitely d don't focus on hitting the winner. Focus on making them hit a difficult backhand volley. Uh, and what you'll find is you'll force a lot of errors that way and make a lot less errors yourself. So next, uh, returning from the ad court, this is where I typically return from. Uh, this is, returning is, is definitely one of the strengths of my game and I, um, I love returning from the ad court. You get a lot of big points there. Uh, and one of the great things about returning from the ad court is the opposing net player has their backhand volley in the middle of the court. Uh, so this is a huge advantage we have as the returner. So the ideal return here is a lot of times against a lot of teams is going to be returning just left of that middle net strap to kind of bait that that uh, server's partner into hitting a backhand volley. If you can hit a low dipping return just left of that middle net strap, they're going to be hitting a low backhand volley as that third shot of the rally. 
and that's that puts you in a good position. Um, like we said, you want to be trying to find a way to get the point back to neutral or better, and that's going to put you in a, a better than 50% chance to win the point uh, if, they're, if they're stabbing at a low backhand volley. So that's one thing I like to do, uh, focus on that middle, bait that backhand volley. Another option is to uh, just hit a solid cross-court return out wide to the server's backhand. Um, what you want to be considering here is, is which of the two players is stronger on the other side? Which of them has a stronger backhand? Uh, if the server is the weaker player, maybe you just focus on hitting solid cross-court uh, to their backhand. But if that net player is a little bit weaker, if they don't have very good volleys, uh, then you can mix in more of the uh, the center net strap strategy and, and trying to get them to hit some backhand volleys. Again, this, this all is going to depend on, you know, are they serving volleying? Um, is the player poaching a lot? How good are their volleys? Things like that. But um, those are some of the uh, most common strategies that I like to use on the doubles court from the ad, uh, from the ad side. Now, when we're going down the line here, um, it's definitely less common or uh, I recommend it less often going down the line from the ad side. Uh, if you do, it, it does probably need to be a, a full, uh, clean winner. Uh, and the reason for that is, again, they have a forehand volley in the doubles alley on this side. So it's going to be a stronger volley for them. They have a lot more reach with the forehand volley um, from the ad court. Now, you know, obviously, if you're playing against a lefty, all of this kind of flips. This, this is all backwards. But against most teams, um, when you're hitting down the line, it does need to be a winner. So I don't recommend doing it quite as often. Uh, if you do do it, um, the times to to go for the down the line winner are going to be if the opposing net player seems to be poaching a lot and you're, you're having trouble uh, getting that cross court return, uh, just to try to keep them at home. Another good opportunity to do it is um, if you if you uh, have a second serve and you're able to hit a runaround kind of inside end forehand. Uh, in that case, uh, you're hitting your forehand, which is going to be a strength most of the time, and you're able to hit it inside in, which is a lot easier shot than redirecting a backhand down the line. Uh, and then, of course, a second serve is going to be a little bit weaker shot. So. Um, that, that's one of the only times that, that I'll hit that down the line shot. Again, a better strategy there probably is to hit um, in a runaround forehand low at the net player's backhand volley. Um, if I'm going to take a, a risk uh, from that ad position, I think that's the, the kind of higher margin risk to take um, just to make sure that they're hitting a backhand volley. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, if you uh, didn't listen to parts one and two, uh, go back and listen to those for sure. Uh, in part four, we're going to be talking about net play strategy. Uh, so definitely don't miss that. And uh, if you have any questions or want to reach out with any questions on return strategy, serve strategy, any sort of double strategy, uh, you can go to thetennistribe.com and click on the podcast page and you can leave a comment there. Uh, or you can go to our contact page and, and reach out to us there. Um, so thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. If you're a doubles player, you'll love our weekly doubles newsletter. Every Thursday, we send you doubles tips and strategies to help you improve your game and become a smarter player. 
When you sign up, you'll get a free 10-page guide on how to play with more confidence and dominate at the net in doubles. You can go to thetennistribe.com to sign up now.